Being a black girl born in this world, you get the black girl experience. Our experiences are all wrapped differently, but they are all the same reality. The magic behind our mutual reality can offer joint rewarding life lessons. Her Storybook Podcast will explore our connecting stories and start or even continue the healing journey our hearts truly desires. So let's begin this journey by honoring the truth of our past chapters and picking up a pen and paper to write our stories. Hello y'all, welcome back to the Her Storybook Podcast where we heal from our past chapters and create new ones. And we are the narratives of our own story. Nobody controls our stories, we control our stories. Per. And also I want to say if y'all watching this on my YouTube page, like I'm, y'all just live right now. It's horrible because I film in, on my desk and I film in front of the window, but it's like how the, everything comes in, it just looks a mess. I don't really care for it, but we're going to go with it. And on another note, I look good today. I must give myself that that comment. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a beautiful woman, but sometimes you put things on and you just look good. And it's one of those days for me. I just look good. You look good, Ken. Period. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to get right into this video today. And I'm going to keep y'all for long because sometimes I be just rinsing my little self off. Um, <clears throat> but today we're going to just get straight into what we came here to talk about. Okay? Okay. So it is still February. This is the month where we celebrate our ancestors, you know, Black History Month, period. But this is also the month of love. And right now I'm in a very serious love um, journey, self-love journey for myself. And, um, you know, maybe I was really like, I need to <laughs> love myself, especially coming into February. Well, it's like, okay, in general, like I need to love myself because I, I'm not even going to tell y'all right now. I'm speaking of probably another time, but... I just have to really love myself because when things go crazy in your life, you always have yourself. And so you need to learn how to love yourself, period. Um, but yeah, so yeah, but I've been on this like self-love journey and, you know, Valentine's Day has already passed, but you know, it's still the month of love. And even before, like, you know, yeah, so Going into this month, I decided that I was going to start, you know, reading like love devotionals um, just to kind of see how I can have a better self-love journey and know how to love myself. So, you know, I started to like, you know, seek out devotionals on the Bible app that talked about love and, you know, how God loves you and how to wholeheartedly love God. So, and then on the day of Valentine's Day. I woke up that morning and was like, okay, I'm committed to loving myself. I'm going to have me a good day. Even though I'm single, I'm still going to have me a good, a good day. And I'm going to love on myself. And, you know, I start my mornings off most of the time. Sometimes I'll be like waking up late or whatever. And I don't have time to like read the Bible. But on this day, I woke up enough so that I can just like get ready for the day. And then also read my Bible. And so I started to, you know, read into my devotional that morning. So in one of the devotionals that I was reading about that, that morning, um, the devotional talked about a conversation that disciples were having back and forth with each other. So at that moment, the disciples were going back and forth with each other on like, what is the most important commandment to have? And they're going back and forth until finally they asked Jesus, like, what's the most important commandment to God? And this is what Jesus said in that response. And this response comes from 
Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 31. And this is what God says is the most important commandment. God's, no, this is not God. This is Jesus. I'm sorry. This is Jesus, y'all. <laughs> you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this. You should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no, com there is no other commandment greater than these. So, these are the important commandments that you should have. You should love God, and then you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. And it's like, okay, I've, I've, you know, I know, like, when it comes to love, like, I know I should love other people. They knew this, you know? Give to people, love people. And it's like, even sometimes, even, like, people, like, even though you, you dislike somebody, you still got to love them, like, yeah, you still got to love them. And I was just like, okay, I know that. But then... Instead of like talking about, because I was like, this is going to be real cliche. This is going to talk about how you love somebody else. Like, okay, I've read things about this. I've, you know, been a Bible and I've been, I've been to church and they talk about this. So, okay. It's like, okay, you love other people. But then also in his devotional, instead of like going to the idea of like loving somebody else, they actually said before you love your neighbor, it's important that you first know how to love yourself. I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep reading into this devotional a little bit. Um, because I've always seen people always stress the idea of like, how can you love somebody else? Like, do you love this person? It's just like, first, before you love somebody, you should love yourself. And I'm gonna say, like, the choice to first love yourself is very important, and it's very important because the measure of love that you receive from others is measured by the love that you actually give yourself. And, um, like, sometimes, like, I've been in a season in my life where sometimes I'm just like, why do I feel like I'm attracting people that I, I feel like I'm, I'm loving them more than they love me, you know? Or just, like, I'm attracting people that are just, like, especially guys. It's not really, like, my female friends or nothing. Um, but with guys, like, I'm not attracting the best guy. I'm not even going after the best guys. I was out here going for thugs, y'all. I am not even that type of girl. And also, I want to say this, too. Eventually, even if you're attracting somebody or if you're going after certain guys, like for me, I was going after the bad boys. Cause I don't know. I guess I was I was, I was, was a good girl. I was raised as a good girl. And um, I guess that excited me maybe. Like, shoot, I don't know. Um, but eventually, even though I was in my, uh, my sexual health class when I was in college, my professor said something about this. And he was like, eventually, even though you can get a person you are dating and you're going after this person that's opposite of you, you eventually want to go with somebody that is on your same level. Because, like, it's, you don't have to deal with the BS. It's like, eventually, you'll want somebody that is aligned with you and is a good reflection of you instead of being with somebody that is this total opposite of you. And sometimes you have to get with somebody that's on your same a playing level because sometimes it, dealing with that person can make you when they vibe below, oh, you're going to vibe below just as them. And it's just like, you know that you're not like that. And it's like, okay, I need to get with somebody that's on my same playing field and the same level with me, who's aligned with me. We like the same things. We we cherish the same things. We have the same values, same beliefs. I should be with this person instead of being with the person that's opposite of me or in this case for me, the bad boy. And 
Yes, I'm like a nerd, so I should be with a nerd. Like, where's my nerd at? Shout. But you know, eventually, y'all, you'll want somebody that's the same as you. Even if you're going through a phase right now where you're just not with the right person, eventually you'll want to go with that right person. Even my auntie would tell me. <laughs> I think I didn't notice it at first that I was, I was attracting these people. Like, I knew I just want to be able to be able. I'm like, well, I want him to protect me. I want to just like, you know, experience the past life a little bit, I guess. Um, and I, I don't think I really noticed it too much at first. But then my auntie told me, I was like, I went to Starbucks. <laughs> and um, she was in the car with me. And I was like, ooh, that. Because, you know, I've been single like all my life. So it's just like, I'm ready for a relationship. So sometimes I'll be like, even though I don't I don't go off my time, I go off God's time. Um, but I'm just like, you know, I can look at still. Like, I can still find a guy attractive. And I was like, ooh, auntie, like, he, he's cute. And she was like, girl, he he ain't no good for you. That's a, that's a hood, man. I said, that's not no hood, man. She was like, yes, it is. Look how he dressed. I said, no, he's just dressed casually. And she's like, no. That, 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 no. You shouldn't even look at what kind of car he getting in. I saw all of his car and it wasn't about nothing. <laughs> she was just like, you need to, um, you need to stop being like, this is not you. You need to be out here getting with a guy that can, you know, Take care of you who's on the same level as you. You need to be with somebody like that. And eventually, I know this now. Like, I need to stop going after these people that, you know. Because eventually, y'all, even though you could be a baddie. Because I'm a baddie. I know this for a fact. But I'm a baddie going out here for people that's lower than me. They're going to play with you sooner or later. Like, even the dude. I'm not going to say his name. But he wasn't even that cute. Even though he was my friend. Like, I would give him a chance because he was my friend. Peace, Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> but like, he was a little, you know, tender. He was a little tender. And he was trying to play me. Trying to play, trying to play me. It's just like, I'm the prize. And I'm, I've had to forgive myself for ever putting me in a position that I was not being, you know, the prize. I was making it, these other guys feel like they're the prize. Like, mm -mm. don't ever make no uh, person beneath you. Or now on the same playing field as you. Not to be mean to say me beneath me. Because nobody's beneath you. We're all humans. Um, but. So like. You know. Don't let somebody do you like that. Because then. Oh that man gonna try to play you. Don't let nobody play you. Because you're too cute to be having somebody play with y'all. And sometimes when y'all are really deprived. And y'all be having me and I hear play with y'all. Don't have nobody playing with you. Just choose better next time. You know, all of us has a few guys in our past that just, it just seemed, it's just like, girl, what was you thinking? Um, but, you know, it's not a reflection of us. It's just us making bad decisions and bad choices and entertaining the wrong things. That's all it is, girl. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. But at the same time, like, the measure of love that you're giving, that you're receiving back, um, is the measure of love that you're giving yourself. Also, take a notice about what you're attracting to kind of know what love you're giving yourself. Because sometimes um, with love, and I'm going to get into this, but love is a choice. So even sometimes, like, okay, I'm going to wait to get into that. Getting, we ain't going to move too fast. Um, um, <laughs> we ain't going to move too fast. But first, before we say, like, the measure of love that, you know, you give to yourself, the measure of love that you're receiving and what you give to yourself, I'm going to break down two relationships that kind of demonstrate, you know, a person loving another person as they would love themselves 
ending a person, loving a person from a place in their heart where it's not, you know, totally correct or it's kind of like corrupt. So I told y'all before in my last episode, if y'all haven't watched it, please go make sure y'all watch it. So God led me to read 1 Samuel. Started reading to that. I'm learning about David and Saul. I told y'all kind of like in the last um, episode that basically Saul didn't like David. And it was only because he felt like David was getting more praise than he was. So instead of him being the king who was with God and God loved him, he slowly moved out of that. And, you know, love in his heart was replaced with jealousy, resentment, um, anger. And it was all towards David. And so he left no room in his heart to actually love David anymore. He was just like, no, I just feel like I don't like how people like you more than they like me. Uh-uh. So instead of just like dwelling on that and just like letting God also be in him and then also in David, he just had his whole heart replaced with all these negative things. And it gets to the point so much that Saul wanted to heal the man. He wanted to kill David just because of how much anger and jealousy he had towards him. Before Saul loved David, but you know, all of that just soon got replaced. While David is like, okay, he noticed him like, at first he didn't notice it, but then, okay, it was like, okay, um, his wife kind of mentioned because his wife was actually his daughter and um, Saul's daughter. So um, they're just telling him like, you know, my, my father is trying to kill you basically. So Saul kept like running away, like, is this man trying to kill me? Like, I did nothing to him. He's trying to kill me. And then he eventually went on to tell Jonathan. And him and Jonathan, this is Saul's son, were like best friends. And it also said in the Bible, which I really love, it's like, Jonathan loved David. Like, like, he would love himself. Like, they had a great relationship with each other. And he went to Jonathan and said, like, you know, your father is trying to kill me. And at first, Jonathan didn't believe it. So he had to, like, test it out and see for himself like is my father really trying to kill David David is the strongest in his army every time we went to war he's leading it when you know he's my best friend my brother to me my heart like why is my father trying to kill him it's like we all love David 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 the David is the bro and we try to kill him well you trying to kill him but why and then at first he had to test it out to kind of see was David telling the truth and it you know turned out to be truthful and um just because they, Jonathan loved David so much, his love for David wouldn't allow for his father to hurt him. He was just like, my, my father, I don't know what's wrong with him, but David, I love you. You my friend. I love you like I love myself. So, and I wouldn't put myself in no harm's way and do nothing even to you. So, I'm going to make sure like I'm going to put you in safe ways and I'm going to help you escape. And then in that moment, even when he's helping him escape and, you know, go out to the next next land or wherever he was going next town, um, they had, like, a whole conversation and they even cried with each other because, like, they didn't want to be separated from each other. Like, they loved each other that much. And, like, they just knew that what Saul was doing was so unfair. It was uncalled for. But they knew that, you know, both that David had to leave in order to keep, him, keep himself safe. They kind of cried in that moment, but then he also made, like, an agreement and it was kind of like the agreement that if whatever happens between us, because basically now we're going to war, we know this, but whatever happens to us, that we will sustain each other's household. And at the time back then, it was honorable to like sustain somebody's household just because like people took the titles of their 
last names and their households very serious. And then it also guaranteed, like, if I'm being blessed, like, my generation after me is being blessed. But even though their families at the time was Saul Young, is the head of the family. And then there's David, like, even though something bad can happen to either one of us, you know, I want to make sure that that we still have our love. We still have our bond enough to sustain our households for each other. So they made that agreement with each other. Um, and that's how much they, they loved each other, that they would make that agreement. And then on the other hand, there's Saul. Saul was a person who loved David at first, but then his love in his heart got replaced with, you know, anger, jealousy. It got replaced with so much of that stuff that for the rest of Saul's life, he put himself in a position to always have the mindset of like, I'm going to kill David. I'm going to murder him because I don't like the favor that God has over his life. And in turn, this man lived a miserable life. This was a man who had God with him who was the king over his people. And um, instead of like, because he was so mad, so jealous that, you know, God had favor over David, um, he positioned his heart to be set, not set on love, making a choice to love, but he made the choice to instead let her be replaced with anger, with fear, with doubt, with jealousy. And in turn, he received exactly what he was trying to give out to David because he was trying to murder him so bad. But then actually when his death came, it wasn't a peaceful death. This man was actually murdered. And some of his sons were murdered too, including Jonathan, one of the sons that were murdered. So the life, the love that he was, the things that he was constantly trying to project onto somebody else eventually became his death. He was murdered and from his place of choosing how to love um, that was returned back to him. Since he lost focus on God and he let his heart, you know, get cold, he ended up, you know, living out the rest of his life miserable and um, being murdered, sadly. But eventually, I want to say eventually that even with Jonathan's love, because even after everything ended, David eventually ended up, you know, becoming king. And um, when he became king, he was like, he remembered what um him and Jonathan agreed to and um it was basically to make sure that like my household is still doing great and you know your household is still doing great so he was just like is there any descendants of Saul out here and then to come find out that Jonathan actually had a son that was still alive and um this this boy was out here in a low place in his life because he was a man he was crippled but you know, David was like, you know, still bring him here because, you know, I, I love his family. I love his his um, father, which is Jonathan. He's like, I love his father. Like, I love myself. And, um, you know, I've got his name. I'm not going to say his name because I'm a butcher it. Um, but he went to go get him. And um, he just like, you know, there was a promise with me and your father that, you know, I'm going to make sure that you're good. You're going to sit at my table. Um when I eat, now you're going to be sitting at the same table with me. And this the same man said, um, you could tell like he didn't love himself. And uh, he sat there and said, like, you shouldn't give me anything because I'm crippled. I can't do anything. I'm not a good benefit. And David was like, let me turn away from you and talk to your servant because you honestly not understand what I'm trying to tell you. And he said, tell, tell him that 
I'm going to make sure that he's still good, that he eats at my table because this is not a choice of saying um, what you're deserving of. Like you're deserving a great thing, but I'm making a choice to still love you. I'm making a choice to love you as I would love myself because I love your, your father that much that I would do this for you. And even sometimes even with love, y'all. Sadly, we can go through this. And I'm going to mention it right now. But sometimes you're in a season of life where you may not love yourself. Like Jonathan's son, just because he felt like he was worthless, he couldn't, you know, offer anything. He didn't love himself. Sometimes in a season, God can bless you with somebody that will love you. Because at the time, maybe you don't know how to love yourself, but you're just not going to learn and be guided into love. Um, so, yeah. But that's that. So, yeah. But you can kind of see that. This love over here. And then you can see how, you know, John did love David like he loved himself. So it was always going to be like a beneficial relationship. And they always kept each other safe, protected, um, you know, and not in harm's way. And then on the other hand, there's Saul. He didn't really love David anymore. And eventually what he was projecting out, he received right back to him. So look at the measure of what love you get because that measure of love is going to be returned back unto you. But the first thing you can do to choose to love yourself like Jonathan loved himself is to first make the choice to love yourself. So in order to first start loving yourself and so that you can receive good love back into you, you have to make the first choice to choose to love yourself. I think sometimes we think love is so simple, but like, Love sometimes doesn't come to us if we don't choose to first accept love. So in order for you to you know, start loving yourself, you have to first make the choice to say, I'm going to love myself. Um, like some people get married, you know, the, the man proposes. And you know what? The girl has the choice to say, I do, or to walk away. And that is her choosing whether she wants to be loved or she, you know, rather not be loved um, by someone. So the same way that we can choose to accept love from somebody else, we can choose whether we're going to give love to ourselves. And um, yeah, and sometimes it's very easy to love yourself when you're a busy person because like you don't have to think about your emotions. You don't got to be in a place where you're stilled at all. You don't notice things that went on around you. You just you just know how to like keep producing, keep working. Um but in moments where there's like stillness and no nobody's nothing's going on, you're in a, probably in a season of like isolation or whatever. Yeah. You're in season of isolation where nothing is going on. There's a lot of us experiences, especially the pandemic, but like nothing is going on right now. Um, so all you're doing is like being with yourself. You're in this stillness where nothing is going on. You're just with yourself all the time. And then you start to notice like I don't like being <laughs> with myself. Like, this is this is a lot. But then in that moment, you have to make a choice to, you know, love on yourself in that moment. Because, you know, before, life was just happening. You were just going with the punches, you know? But then, like, you're now you're in a place where it's, it's really great to go through a season of, like, isolation and, like, stillness just because you know how to recenter, you know, yourself and know how to love yourself during that season. Instead of like seeking out other pleasurable things um, or being distracted by a lot of things. And then even sometimes, maybe if we, don't, we don't think about it from that scope, but we think about it from like, okay, my day is going great. And then suddenly something happens 
to shift my mood. And I'm telling you something, emotions fluctuate. Like sometimes you can have a day where it's going great and then something happens and it puts you in a bad, you know, emotional state. So you probably emotions probably shift to being fearful, angry, anxious, um, hopeless, um, feeling scared, probably feeling broken, probably looking at your life like this thing gonna get better. But then sometimes you can notice that it then it shifts again. Cause like maybe something happens or somebody says something to you, then now you're happy again. But there is a possible way that you can go back into being from like very low spirits to being high. And that is by recentering and balancing out yourself again and balancing out your emotions. So the first way you can recenter um, and balance out yourself is by having faith. When I started this podcast, I talk about uncertain times. And well, uncertain times, like you can be in a state of emotions where you think like, I'm always going to be stuck here. Um, everything is never, nothing is ever going to change. You kind of notice that the only way for you to ever get into a position where you're happy again or just feeling okay again is by having faith. And faith is not a simple thing, but we don't think about it sometimes, especially when we actually are going through something. But it's like, sometimes you notice, even if you have bad moments before, like I got out of that bad moment by having faith that it will be better in the future. And sometimes when you're in a season of like everything is going wrong, you have to honestly just have faith that eventually things will turn around and be better for you. And um, I also want to say another thing about faith is that sometimes when you just look around about, you know, look around at your life and you notice what you have in life, it's honestly proof that faith works um, because somebody before you had enough faith that you'll be good. Like, even with that moment with Jonathan and David, they didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but they had faith that, you know, things would turn out better. And even if it would turn out better, like, I'm still going to make sure my household and your household is good. That was how much faith they had. And sometimes when, you know, you're not feeling the best, you have to choose to have faith. So that's the first step in having faith. And these are all ways that, even though I say you can recenter and balance out yourself, this is ways that you can love yourself is to have faith that things will be okay. The second thing you can do to recenter and balance out yourself is now you can find activities that can like shift you back into a relaxed and stable mood. And sometimes I've noticed that sometimes when I'm like experiencing anxiety or I'm very anxious, like sometimes my breathing is very off. So when my breathing is off, I'm sending signals to my brain that my body is not okay. It's like my body knows that I'm not exercising, I'm not doing nothing, I'm just still and I'm just you know, my heart is racing. So now my body is shifting into like fight or flight mode. And sometimes when it was in that flight mode, it was just anxiety and depression. Um, but I think as we talked before, like emotion, emotions can fluctuate. So there is a possible way for you to like settle your body. And there's activities and things that you can do to, you know, settle your body again. And for me, one of those things was breathing. So I just had to like breathe in, breathe out, relax myself. And then there's other things that you can do. And this is where self-care, self-love comes in. So and self-care is just used for you all to kind of like feel, you know, recentered again, balance out again. Um, so and self-care can come in ways like, you know, feeding into your mind, feeding into your body, feeding into your spirit. So it can be things like, you know, Mind-wise, I'm meditating, 
I have a great therapist because sometimes like your emotions can be everywhere and you just need somebody to like help you, you know, unravel all your emotions and like, you know, in a healthy way process them. So maybe you seek out a therapist, maybe you journal and there's a right or wrong way to journal. I would think so. Um, just there are even different ways that you can journal, which I want to talk about in another video, but not now. Um, and there's ways that you can care for your body. Um, and choosing how to love your body, you can do have a, you know, high luxury wash routine. Um, you can start working out. You can do creative projects like painting, knitting, um, things like that. And then some, on a spiritual aspect of making sure that you receive self-care and self-love, you could do things like moving your body and dancing so you're in a better spirit. You can pray um, about things and you can also build a spiritual faith for me in my season right now loving myself um I choose to build my spiritual faith in God and that's been sustaining me um and I think as we do these self-care practices you might think that like this is a very small step that I'm doing like what is taking care of myself have to do with anything what's making a choice to take care of myself have to do with anything but I think sometimes we also picture life from a big scope. Like I have to get to, to this final end um, of doing things like I want to accomplish something big, whether that's starting your business, starting um, going to school and graduating. If that's getting a certain job, like that's your big picture. That's what you want to accomplish. So sometimes you put your yourself in a position to like overwork yourself, not care for yourself. But the big accomplishment is going to happen. Tell y'all that if you decide that in your mind and you work towards it, it's going to happen. But in that time of moment where it comes, because it might take a, a year, it may take five years, it may take 10 years. Who knows? But before that big moment comes, there are small things you have to do to make sure that you are emotionally OK. Um, and we kind of notice that, you know, when you take care of yourself emotionally during that process of like, you becoming whoever you're going to become and getting that job or starting that business that you have to, you know, prioritize choosing to love yourself and having these self-care practices because those are literally like your armor during that time of where you're transitioning, becoming this greater woman or this greater man. It's also like your anchor because it's making sure that, like, even though you could probably be the place where it's just like, I'm very anxious about everything that's going on. Like, oh my God, like you can get to a place again where you can like, calm those emotions down and know that everything is going to be okay and that like I'm going to get to the finish line but I should take moments where I take a breaks and recenter myself to know what I'm doing <laughs> what's my mission um what's making me emotionally sound as I'm becoming that person I'm starting that business like what am I doing now to love myself because those small steps matter because they sustain you so in order to get the big things that you want in life and as you like start to kind of like, you know, do those practices and love on yourself, you started to notice that like I needed those things. Like those things were enough for me um, at a time because we think like being enough, like I have to be this big person accomplishing these big things. Like that's going to make me enough. No, you're enough when you care for yourself. When you make a decision to care for yourself. You're enough then. And you kind of notice that what you're doing and those small steps that you just kind of look over sometimes is what is enough to get you through anything. So, yes, 
So sometimes you just have to choose to love yourself. In order to get to those big moments, you first have to love yourself and prioritize loving yourself during that moment. Because even when you get into the, to the big place, like it can happen one day, but then you look like a wreck. You're not emotionally stable. You're not emotionally stable. You're not happy. It's like, okay, I accomplished everything, but just like, I'm still unsatisfied. You're unsatisfied because you're not taking care of yourself first. Always make sure you're good. So then even when you get to that big place, it's like, I'm happy that I have everything around me and I'm happy that I took care of myself while I was climbing that journey to whatever, you know, destination that you want to get to. And also I want to say this because even I have like a personal thing that kind of matches up with what I'm saying today. It's like and I I've started going back to therapy and like one day I was feeling really anxious because like my day was going good. And then I just like, I just had this moment where I got back to feeling like very anxious and I was happy that that same day I was talking to my therapist. And um, I'm just like, I don't know why. I just feel like something like happened to me in my day. Just like I just like I felt very anxious again. She was just like, you know what? One reason why you may feel like you're very anxious is because you feel like everything is going to be the same. And she said, Kennedy, it's going to change one day. And you know why? Because you're making small steps to prioritize yourself, to love yourself. You're making small steps that make sure that everything is going to be okay. And I'm keeping looking, I'm, I'm looking at what's around me instead of looking at what's ahead of me. Like around me could look chaotic. I could feel like I'm hopeless um, or whatever, but you making things change for yourself. And it's evidence of these things that happen for you. But like one day, you're going to be happy again. You're going to have, you know, the love that you want. Because I've been talking to my therapist one of the reasons I was, I was sad because I felt like I was alone and I didn't have anybody. Um, especially relationship-wise. Because I'm just like, why don't, why don't I have like my person yet? Um, like I'm cute. I know I'm cute. Why don't I have my person yet? And she was just like, it's going to come one day. But first, right now, you have to prioritize, you know loving on yourself, affirming yourself so that that right person can come, you can attract that right person. And then also you have the ability to like love yourself and love this person. Um, so like, it's okay. Those things are going to come. You just have to make sure that you're good first. So, yeah. So don't be anxious about whether like things are going to come yet. Like they're going to come. If you're positioning yourself and that's the vision God gave you, Things are going to come to pass eventually. And you ain't got to like, you know, be gonna do anything negative to get it. Because David eventually got the kingdom. He didn't have to kill nobody. He didn't have to hurt nobody. God just placed it in his hand. He took everything. And one thing David will always say, like, I'm not going to get vengeance. Because, like, these people are God's people. They got um God favor over them. I'm not going to lay my hands on them. But every single time, God took care of them for David. And made sure that eventually, you know, David became the king. Um, so you ain't got to, you know, do nothing crazy to get to where you want to get in life. But it's going to come. If you keep your heart right, if you, you know, love yourself every day, making good decisions to make sure that you're doing emotionally good and choosing to love yourself, things are going to come and happen like they're supposed to happen. So, yeah, but first... Choose to love yourself. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about 
self-care practices that I've been doing, you know, some things that you can do in your daily activities to love on yourself. Um, but we'll get to that. So, but stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, so I hope that from this podcast that you decide to make the first choice. And the first choice is always to love yourself. Okay? And um, we we doing this together. Okay? We doing this together. I'm on my self-love journey. Y'all gonna be on y'all self-love journey. And we gonna love ourselves. And making decisions to love ourselves is an important step. And it's gonna make sure that everything good comes to you. Okay? Okay. But thank y'all for tuning into my episode. And I hope that you all have a great and amazing day. Bye.